Adma Prasada Yudhi Yatragun Esva Sangmah Kavelias Samadapathas Tisbiathabakti Yadahkeonervrodoharikathasuradamakurite. Word for word meanings. Jnanam, knowledge, yet, that which, uh, up to the limit of, Pranivrata, completely withdrawn, Guna Ermi, the waves of the material modes, Takram, Whirlpool, Atmaprasada, self satisfaction, Yuda, moreover, Yatra, where there is, Gunisu, in the modes of nature, Asangma, no attachment, Kavalaya, transcendental, Samada, approved, Patha, Path, too, but, Atha, therefore, Bhakti Yaga, devotional service, Kaha, who, Nervraga, absorbed in, Harikathasu, in the transcendental topics of the Lord, Radam, attraction, Nat, shall not, curate, do. Translation. Transcendental knowledge in relation with the Supreme Lord Harry is knowledge resulting in the complete suspension of the waves and whirlpools of the material modes. Such knowledge is self-satisfying due to its being free from material attachment, and being transcendental it is approved by authorities. Who could fail to be attracted? Purport. According to Bhagavad Gita, 10.9, the characteristics of pure devotees are wonderful. The complete functional activities of a pure devotee are always engaged in the service of the Lord, and thus the pure devotees exchange feelings of ecstasy between themselves and relish transcendental bliss. This transcendental bliss is experienced even in the stage of devotional practice, Sanhana Avastha, if properly undertaken under the guidance of a bona fide spiritual master. And in the mature stage the developed transcendental feeling culminates in realization of the particular relationship with the Lord by which a living entity is originally constituted, up to the relationship of conjugal love with the Lord, which is estimated to be the highest transcendental bliss. Thus back to yoga. Being the only means of God realization, is called Kavalaya. Srila Jiva Gosvami quotes the Vedic version, in this connection and establishes that Narayana, the personality of Godhead, is known as Kavalaya, and the means which enables one to approach the Lord is called the Kavalaya Pantha, or the only means of attainment of Godhead. This Kavalaya Pantha begins from Sravana, or hearing those topics that relate to the personality of Godhead, and the natural consequence of hearing such Harikatha is attainment of transcendental knowledge, which causes detachment from all mundane topics, for which a devotee has no taste at all. For a devotee, all mundane activities, social and political, become unattractive, and in the mature state such a devotee becomes uninterested even in his own body, and what to speak of bodily relatives. In such a state of affairs one is not agitated by the waves of the material modes. There are different modes of material nature, and all mundane functions in which a common man is very much interested or in which he takes part become unattractive for the devotee. This state of affairs is described herein as Pranivratagunarmi, and it is possible by Atmaprasada, or complete self-satisfaction without any material connection. The first class devotee of the Lord attains this stage by devotional service, but despite his loftiness, for the Lord's satisfaction he may play the voluntary part of a preacher of the Lord's glory and dovetail all into devotional service, even mundane interest, just to give the neophytes a chance to transform mundane interest into transcendental bliss. Srila Rupa Gosvami has described this action of a pure devotee as Nirbandha Krishnasambhyaktam Virajayam Usayate. Even mundane activities dovetailed with service to the Lord are also calculated to be transcendental or approved Kavalaya. Affairs. SB 2.3.13. Text 13. Text. Sonika Yuvakiti and Hivayardam Rajanisamaya Baratur Sabhakim Enyat Prastavan Buyovayasakim Rasim Kavim. Word for word meanings. Sonika Yuvaka, Sonika said, Iti, thus, and Hivayardam, all that was spoken, Raja, the king, Nisamaya, by hearing, Baratur Sabha, Maharaja Pirixit, Kim, what, and yet, more, Prastavan, did he inquire from him, Buaya, again, Vayasakim, unto the son of Vyasadeva, Rasim. One who is well versed, Kavim, poetic. Translation. Sonika said, the son of Vyasadeva, Srila Sukadeva Gosvami, was a highly learned sage and was able to describe things in a poetic manner. What did Maharaja Pirixit again inquire from him after hearing all that he had said? Purport. A pure devotee of the Lord automatically develops all godly qualities, and some of the prominent features of those qualities are, as follows, he is kind, peaceful, truthful, equable, 
faultless, magnanimous, mild, clean, non-possessive, a well-wisher to all, satisfied, surrendered to Krishna, without hankering, simple, fixed, self-controlled, a balanced eater, sane, mannerly, prideless, grave, sympathetic, friendly, poetic, expert and silent. Out of these 26 prominent features of a devotee, as described by Krishnadasakaviraja in his Ketanaya Karatamrata, the qualification of being poetic is especially mentioned herein in relation to Sukadeva Gosvami. The presentation of Srimad Bhagavatam by his recitation is the highest poetic contribution. He was a self-realized learned sage. In other words, he was a poet amongst the sages. SB 2.3.14 Text 14 Text Inakchisrusatam vidvan sudano rasi basatam katha harikatha darkasatam sayasatasi druvam. Word for word meanings. In it, this, sisrusatam, of those eager to hear, vidvan, O learned, suda, sudagosvami, nah, unto us, arhasi, may you do it, basatam, just to explain it, katha, topics, harikatha udarka, result in the topics of the Lord, satam, of the devotees, saya, may be, satasi, in the assembly of, druvam, Certainly. Translation. O learn Sudagosvami. Please continue to explain such topics to us, because we are all eager to hear. Besides that, topics which result in the discussion of the Lord Harry should certainly be discussed in the assembly of devotees. Purport. As we have already quoted above from the Bhaktir Samrata Sindhu of Rupagosvami, even mundane things, if dovetailed in the service of the Lord Shri Krishna, are accepted as transcendental. For example, the epics or the histories of Ramayana and Mahabharata, which are specifically recommended for the less intelligent classes, women, sadras and unworthy sons of the higher castes, are also accepted as Vedic literature, because they are compiled in connection with the activities of the Lord. Mahabharata is accepted as the fifth division of the Vedas after its first four divisions, namely Sama, Yajur, RG and Atharva. The less intelligent do not accept Mahabharata as part of the Vedas, but great sages and authorities accept it as the fifth division of the Vedas. Bhagavad-gita is also part of the Mahabharata, and it is full of the Lord's instruction for the less intelligent class of men. Some less intelligent men say that Bhagavad-gita is not meant for householders, but such foolish men forget that Bhagavad-gita was explained to Arjuna, a Grahastha, family man, and spoken by the Lord in his role as a Grahastha. So Bhagavad-gita, although containing the high philosophy of the Vedic wisdom, is for the beginners in the transcendental science, and Srimad Bhagavatam is for graduates and postgraduates in the transcendental science. Therefore literatures like Mahabharata, the Puritas and similar other literatures which are full of the pastimes of the Lord are all transcendental literatures, and they should be discussed with full confidence in the society of great devotees. The difficulty is that such literatures, when discussed by professional men, appear to be mundane literature like histories or epics, because there are so many historical facts and figures. It is said here, therefore, that such literatures should be discussed in the assembly of devotees. Unless they are discussed by devotees, such literatures cannot be relished by the higher class of men. So the conclusion is that the Lord is not impersonal in the ultimate issue. He is the Supreme Person, and He has His different activities. He is the leader of all living entities, and He descends at His will and by His personal energy to reclaim the fallen souls. Thus He plays exactly like the social, political or religious leaders. Because such roles ultimately culminate in the discussion of topics of the Lord, all such preliminary topics are also transcendental. That is the way of spiritualizing the civic activities of human society. Men have inclinations for studying history and many other mundane literatures, stories, fiction, dramas, magazines, newspapers, etc. So let them be dovetailed with the transcendental service of the Lord, and all of them will turn to the topics relished by all devotees. The propaganda that the Lord is impersonal, that he has no activity and that he is a dumb stone without any name and form has encouraged people to become godless, faithless demons, and the more they deviate from the transcendental activities of the Lord, the more they become accustomed to mundane activities that only clear their path to hell instead of return them home, back to Godhead. Point Even 50 years ago, the social structure of all Indians was so arranged that they would not read any literature that was not connected with the activities of the Lord. They would not play any drama not connected with the Lord. 
They would not organize a fair or ceremony not connected with the Lord. Nor would they visit a place that was not holy and sanctified by the pastimes of the Lord. Therefore even the common man in the village would talk about Ramayana and Mahabharata, Jiv and Bhagavatam, even from his very childhood. But by the influence of the age of Kali, they have been dragged to the civilization of the dogs and hogs, laboring for bread without any sense of transcendental knowledge. Point Srimad Bhagavatam begins from the history of the Pandavas, with necessary politics and social activities, and yet Srimad Bhagavatam is said to be the Paramahamsa Samhita, or the Vedic literature meant for the topmost transcendentalist, and it describes Paramjnanam, the highest transcendental knowledge. Pure devotees of the Lord are all Paramahamsas. And they are like the swans, who know the art of sucking milk out of a mixture of milk and water. SB 2.3.15 Text 15 Text Save Bhagavat O Rajapam Dhaveo Matarafah Dalakridanake Kridan Krishnakridam Yadadad Word for word meanings. Sah, he, they, certainly, Bhagavatah, a great devotee of the Lord, Raja, Maharaja Pariksit, Pandavah, grandson of the Pandavas, Matarafah, a great fighter, Bala, while a child, Kridanake, with play dolls, Kridan, playing, Krishna, Lord Krishna, Kridam, activities, Yah, who, a date, accepted. Translation. Maharaja Pariksit, the grandson of the Pandavas, was from his very childhood a great devotee of the Lord. Even, while playing with dolls, he used to worship Lord Krishna by imitating the worship of the family deity. PURPORT In the Bhagavad Gita, 6.41, it is stated that even a person who has failed in the proper discharge of yoga practice is given a chance to take birth in the house of devout brahmanas or in the houses of rich men like Satriya kings or rich merchants. But Maharaja Pariksit was more than that, because he had been a great devotee of the Lord since his previous birth, and as such he took his birth in an imperial family of the Kurus, and especially that of the Pandavas. So from the very beginning of his childhood he had the chance to know intimately the devotional service of Lord Krishna in his own family. The Pandavas, all being devotees of the Lord, certainly venerated family deities in the royal palace for worship. Children who appear in such families fortunately generally imitate such worship of the deities, even in the way of childhood play. By the grace of Lord Shri Krishna, we had the chance of being born in a Vaisnava family, and in our childhood we imitated the worship of Lord Krishna by imitating our father. Our father encouraged us in all respects to observe all functions such as the Rafa Yatra and Dala Yatra ceremonies, and he used to spend money liberally for distributing prasada to us children and our friends. Our spiritual master, who also took his birth in a Vaisnava family got all inspirations from his great Vaisnava father, Fakirabhakti Vinoda. That is the way of all lucky Vaisnava families. The celebrated Mirabai was a staunch devotee of Lord Krishna, as the great lifter of Gavardhana Hill. The life history of many such devotees is almost the same, because there is always symmetry between the early lives of all great devotees of the Lord. According to Jiva Gosvami, Maharaja Pariksit must have heard about the childhood pastimes of Lord Krishna at Vrindavana, for he used to imitate the pastimes with his young playmates. According to Sridharasvami, Maharaja Pariksit used to imitate the worship of the family deity by elderly members. Srila Visvanathakakravarti also confirms the viewpoint of Jiva Gosvami. So accepting either of them, Maharaja Pariksit was naturally inclined to Lord Krishna from his very childhood. He might have imitated either of the above-mentioned activities, and all of them establish his great devotion from his very childhood, a symptom of a Matabhagavata. Such Matabhagavatas are called Nityasintas, or souls liberated from birth. But there are also others, who may not be liberated from birth but who develop a tendency for devotional service by association, and they are called Sanhanasintas. There is no difference between the two in the ultimate issue, and so the conclusion is that everyone can become a Sanhanasinta, a devotee of the Lord, simply by association with the pure devotees. The concrete example is our great spiritual master Sri Narada Muni. In his previous life he was simply a boy of a maidservant, but through association with great devotees he became a devotee of the Lord of his own standard, unique in the history of devotional service. SB 2.3.16 Text 16 Text Vayasakis Kabagavan Vasudeva Parayana Hirugaya Dunadarah Sadam Sire I Samagame Word for Word Meanings 
Vayayasakit, the son of Vyasadeva, Kath, also, Bhagavan, full in transcendental knowledge, Vasudeva, Lord Krishna, Parayana, attached to, Yurgaya, of the personality of Godhead Shri Krishna, who is glorified by great philosophers, Guna Udara, great qualities, Saddam, of the devotees, Saya, must have been, high, as a matter of fact, Samagame, by the presence of, translation, Sukadeva Gosvami, the son of Vyasadeva, was also full in transcendental knowledge and was a great devotee of Lord Krishna, son of Vasudeva. So there must have been discussion of Lord Krishna, who is glorified by great philosophers and in the company of great devotees. PURPORT The word Saddam is very important in this verse. Saddam means the pure devotees, who have no other desire than to serve the Lord. Only in the association of such devotees are the transcendental glories of Lord Krishna properly discussed. It is said by the Lord that his topics are all full of spiritual significance, and once one properly hears about him in the association of the Saddam, certainly one senses the great potency and so automatically attains to the devotional stage of life. As already described, Maharaja Pirikshit was a great devotee of the Lord from his very birth, and so was Sukadeva Gosvami. Both of them were on the same level, although it appeared that Maharaja Pirikshit was a great king accustomed to royal facilities, whereas Sukadeva Gosvami was a typical renouncer of the world, so much, so that he did not even put a cloth on his body. Superficially, Maharaja Pirikshit and Sukadeva Gosvami might seem to be opposites, but basically they were both unalloyed pure devotees of the Lord. When such devotees are assembled together, there can be no topics save discussions of the glories of the Lord, or Bhakti Yoga. In the Bhagavad Gita also, when there were talks between the Lord and his devotee Arjuna, there could not be any topic other than Bhakti Yoga, however the mundane scholars may speculate on it in their own ways. The use of the word cast after Vayasaka suggests, according to Srila Jiva Gosvami, that both Sukadeva Gosvami and Maharaja Pirikshit were of the same category, settled long before, although one was playing the part of the master and the other the disciple. Since Lord Krishna is the center of the topics, the word Vasudeva Parayana, or devotee of Vasudeva, suggests devotee of Lord Krishna, the common name. Although there were many others who assembled at the place where Maharaja Pirikshit was fasting, the natural conclusion is that there was no topic other than the glorification of Lord Krishna, because the principal speaker was Sukadeva Gosvami and the chief audience was Maharaja Pirikshit. So Srimad Bhagavatam, as it was spoken and heard by two principal devotees of the Lord, is only for the glorification of the Supreme Lord, the Personality of Godhead, Shri Krishna. SB 2.3.17 Text 17. Text. Air heritive comes a mudinus tam kayana sot asir yaksano nidhadamis lokavartaya. Word for word meanings. A. Duration of life, heritage, decreases, they, certainly, comes um, of the people, udine, rising, astam, setting, cast, also, yan, moving, asot, the sun, tasaya, of one who glorifies the Lord, rete, except, yat, by whom, xana, time, nita, utilized, adamus loka, the all-good personality of Godhead, vartaya, in the topics of translation. Both by rising and by setting, the sun decreases the duration of life of everyone, except one who utilizes the time by discussing topics of the all-good personality of Godhead. PURPORT This verse indirectly confirms the greater importance of utilizing the human form of life to realize our lost relationship with the Supreme Lord by acceleration of devotional service. Time and tide wait for no man. So the time indicated by the sunrise and the sunset will be uselessly wasted, if such time is not properly utilized for realizing identification of spiritual values. Even a fraction of the duration of life wasted cannot be compensated by any amount of gold. Human life is simply awarded to a living entity, Jiva, so that he can realize his spiritual identity and his permanent source of happiness. A living being, especially the human being, is seeking happiness, because happiness is the natural situation of the living entity. But he is vainly seeking happiness in the material atmosphere. A living being is constitutionally a spiritual spark of the complete whole, and his happiness can be perfectly perceived in spiritual activities. The Lord is the complete spirit whole, and his name, form, quality, pastimes, entourage and personality are all identical with him. 
once a person comes into contact with any one of the above-mentioned energies of the Lord through the proper channel of devotional service, the door to perfection is immediately opened. In the Bhagavad Gita, 2.40, the Lord has explained such contact in the following words, endeavors in devotional service are never baffled, nor is their failure. A slight beginning of such activities is sufficient even to deliver a person from the great ocean of material fears. As a highly potent drug injected intravenously acts at once on the whole body, the transcendental topics of the Lord injected through the ear by the pure devotee of the Lord can act very efficiently. Oral realization of the transcendental messages implies total realization, just as fructification of one part of a tree implies fructification of all other parts. This realization for a moment in the association of pure devotees like Sukadeva Gosvami prepares one's complete life for eternity. And thus the sun fails to rob the pure devotee of his duration of life, inasmuch as he is constantly busy in the devotional service of the Lord, purifying his existence. Death is a symptom of the material infection of the eternal living being, only due to material infection is the eternal living entity subjected to the law of birth, death, old age and disease. The materialistic way of pious activities like charity is recommended in the Smriti Sastras, as quoted by Srila Visvanathakravarti Thakura. Money given in charity to a suitable person is guaranteed bank balance in the next life. Such charity is recommended to be given to a Brahmana. If the money is given in charity to a non-Brahmana, without Brahminical qualification, the money is returned in the next life in the same proportion. If it is given in charity to a half-educated Brahmana, even then the money is returned double. If the money is given in charity to a learned and fully qualified Brahmana, the money is returned a hundred and a thousand times, and if the money is given to a Vigaparaga, one who has factually realized the path of the Vedas, it is returned by unlimited multiplication. The ultimate end of Vedic knowledge is realization of the personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna, as stated in the Bhagavad Gita, Vedas Kasarvaratam Eva Vedayah left square bracket BG 15.15 right square bracket. There is a guarantee of monies being returned, if given in charity, regardless of the proportion. Similarly, a moment passed in the association of a pure devotee by hearing and chanting the transcendental messages of the Lord is a perfect guarantee for eternal life, for returning home, back to Godhead. Maddamagat the Punar Janmanavidayate. In other words, a devotee of the Lord is guaranteed eternal life. A devotee's old age or disease in the present life is but an impetus to such guaranteed eternal life. SB 2.3.18. Text 18. Text. Taravahkin Majivanti Bastrahkin Nasvazanti Udinakadanti Namadhanti Kim Graham Pasavokar. Word for word meanings. Taravah, the trees, Kim, weather, Nat, do not, Jivanti, live, Bastrah, bellows, Kim, weather, Nat, do not, Svasanti, breathe, Yuda. Also, Nat, do not, Kadanti, eat, Nat, do not, Madhanti, discharge semen, Kim, weather, grain, in the locality. Passive, beastly living being, upper, others. Translation. Do the trees not live? Do the bellows of the blacksmith not breathe? All around us, do the beasts not eat and discharge semen? Purport. The materialistic man of the modern age will argue that life, or part of it, is never meant for discussion of theosophical or theological arguments. Life is meant for the maximum duration of existence for eating, drinking, sexual intercourse, making merry and enjoying life. The modern man wants to live forever by the advancement of material science, and there are many foolish theories for prolonging life to the maximum duration. But the Srimad Bhagavatam affirms that life is not meant for so-called economic development or advancement of materialistic science for the hedonistic philosophy of eating, mating, drinking and merrymaking. Life is solely meant for tapasaya, for purifying existence, so that one may enter into eternal life just after the end of the human form of life. The materialists want to prolong life as much as possible, because they have no information of the next life. They want to get the maximum comforts in this present life, because they think conclusively that there is no life after death. This ignorance about the eternity of the living being and the change of covering in the material world has played havoc in the structure of modern human society. Consequently there are many problems, multiplied by various plans of modernized man. The plans for solving the problems of society have only aggravated the troubles. 
even if it is possible to prolong life more than 100 years, advancement of human civilization does not necessarily follow. The Bhagavatam says that certain trees live for hundreds and thousands of years. At Vrindavana there is a tamarind tree, the place is known as Imlila which is said to have existed since the time of Lord Krishna. In the Calcutta Botanical Garden there is a banyan tree said to be older than 500 years, and there are many such trees all over the world. Swami Sankarakarya lived only 32 years, and Lord Ketanaya lived 48 years. Does it mean that the prolonged lives of the above-mentioned trees are more important than Sankara or Ketanaya? Prolonged life without spiritual value is not very important. One may doubt that trees have life, because they do not breathe. But modern scientists like Bose have already proved that there is life in plants, so breathing is no sign of actual life. The Bhagavadam says that the bellows of the blacksmith breathes very soundly, but that does not mean that the bellows has life. The materialist will argue that life in the tree and life in the man cannot be compared, because the tree cannot enjoy life by eating palatable dishes or by enjoying sexual intercourse. In reply to this, the Bhagavadam asks whether other animals like the dogs and hogs, living in the same village with human beings, do not eat and enjoy sexual life. The specific utterance of Srimad Bhagavadam in regard to other animals means that persons who are simply engaged in planning a better type of animal life consisting of eating, breathing and mating are also animals in the shape of human beings. A society of such polished animals cannot benefit suffering humanity, for an animal can easily harm another animal but rarely do good. SB 2.3.19 Text 19 Text Svavid Virahastrakare Sam Stutah Pirusah Pasah Nadiat Karnapathapetal Jahu Namagadagrajah Word for word meanings. Svat, a dog, Vidvaraha, the village hog who eats stool, Astra, the camel, Kare, and by the asses, Sam Stutah, perfectly praised, Pirusah, a person, Pasah, animal, Nat, never, yet, of him, Karna, ear, Patha, path, Apetah, reached, Jahu, at any time, Nama, the holy name, Yadagraja, Lord Krishna, the deliver from all evils. Translation. Men who are like dogs, hogs, camels and asses praise those men who never listen to the transcendental pastimes of Lord Shri Krishna, the deliverer from evils. Purport. The general mass of people, unless they are trained systematically for a higher standard of life in spiritual values, are no better than animals, and in this verse they have particularly been put on the level of dogs, hogs, camels and asses. Modern university education practically prepares one to acquire a doggish mentality with which to accept the service of a greater master. After finishing a so-called education, the so-called educated persons move like dogs from door to door with applications for some service, and mostly they are driven away, informed of no vacancy. As dogs are negligible animals and serve the master faithfully for bits of bread, a man serves a master faithfully without sufficient rewards. Persons who have no discrimination in the matter of foodstuff and who eat all sorts of rubbish are compared to hogs. Hogs are very much attached to eating stools. So stool is a kind of foodstuff for a particular type of animal. And even stones are eatables for a particular type of animal or bird. But the human being is not meant for eating everything and anything, he is meant to eat grains, vegetables, fruits, milk, sugar, etc. Animal food is not meant for the human being. For chewing solid food, the human being has a particular type of teeth meant for cutting fruits and vegetables. The human being is endowed with two canine teeth, as a concession for persons who will eat animal food at any cost. It is known to everyone that one man's food is another man's poison. Human beings are expected to accept the remnants of food offered to Lord Shri Krishna, and the Lord accepts foods to from the categories of leaves, flowers, fruits, etc. BG 9.26 As prescribed by Vedic scriptures, no animal food is offered to the Lord. Therefore, a human being is meant to eat a particular type of food. He should not imitate the animals to derive so-called vitamin values. Therefore, a person who has no discrimination in regard to eating is compared to a hog. The camel is a kind of animal that takes pleasure in eating thorns. A person who wants to enjoy family life or the worldly life of so-called enjoyment is compared to the camel. 
Materialistic life is full of thorns, and so one should live only by the prescribed method of Vedic regulations just to make the best use of a bad bargain. Life in the material world is maintained by sucking one's own blood. The central point of attraction for material enjoyment is sex life. To enjoy sex life is to suck one's own blood, and there is not much more to be explained in this connection. The camel also sucks its own blood, while chewing thorny twigs. The thorns the camel eats cut the tongue of the camel, and so blood begins to flow within the camel's mouth. The thorns, mixed with fresh blood, create a taste for the foolish camel, and so he enjoys the thorn-eating business with false pleasure. Similarly, the great business magnates, industrialists who work very hard to earn money by different ways and questionable means, eat the thorny results of their actions mixed with their own blood. Therefore the Bhagavatam has situated these diseased fellows along with the camels. The ass is an animal who is celebrated as the greatest fool, even amongst the animals. The ass works very hard and carries burdens of the maximum weight without making profit for itself. Human life is meant for earning values. This life is called arthidam, or that which can deliver values. And what is the greatest value of life? It is to return home, back to Godhead, as indicated in the Bhagavad Gita, 8.15. One's selfishness must be aimed at the point of going back to Godhead. The ass does not know his self-interest, and it works very hard for others only. A person who works very hard for others only, forgetting his personal interest available in the human form of life, is compared to the ass. In the Brahmavavarta Purana it is said, Asidam kacharas kavalaksams tanjivajadis abramadbhya purasay prapayam manusayam janmapirayat. Tad api adhalatam jadatesam atmabhimaninam virakinamanis ritayagavindakiranadvayam. The human life is so important that even the demigods in the higher planets sometimes aspire for a human body on this earth, because in the human body only can one easily go back to Godhead. In spite of having obtained such an important body, if one does not re-establish his lost eternal relation with Govinda, Lord Krishna, he is certainly a fool who has forgotten his self-interest. This human form of material body is obtained by a gradual process of evolution to one body after another in the cycle of 8,400,000 varieties of life. And the poor man, forgetting this importance for his own interest, involves himself in so many illusory engagements for uplifting the position of others as a leader of political emancipation and economic development. There is no harm in trying for political emancipation or economic development, but one should not forget the real aim of life. All such philanthropic activities must be dovetailed to returning to Godhead. One who does not know this is compared to the ass who works only for others, without their or his own welfare in mind. Footnote. The ass is generally engaged by the washerman, whose social position is not very respectable. And the special qualification of the ass is that it is very much accustomed to being kicked by the opposite sex. When the ass begs for sexual intercourse, he is kicked by the fair sex, yet he still follows the female for such sexual pleasure. A henpecked man is compared, therefore, to the ass. The general mass of people work very hard, especially in the age of Kali. In this age the human being is actually engaged in the work of an ass, carrying heavy burdens and driving fella and rickshaws. The so-called advancement of human civilization has engaged a human being in the work of an ass. The laborers in great factories and workshops are also engaged in such burdensome work, and after working hard during the day, the poor laborer has to be again picked by the fair sex, not only for sex enjoyment but also for so many household affairs. So Srimad Bhagavatam's categorization of the common man without any spiritual enlightenment into the society of dogs, hogs, camels and asses is not at all an exaggeration. The leaders of such ignorant masses of people may feel very proud of being adored by such a number of dogs and hogs, but that is not very flattering. The Bhagavatam openly declares that, although a person may be a great leader of such dogs and hogs disguised as men, if he has no taste for being enlightened in the science of Krishna, such a leader is also an animal and nothing more. He may be designated as a powerful, strong animal, or a big animal, but in the estimation of Srimad Bhagavatam he is never given a place in the category of man, on account of his atheistic temperament. Or, in other words, such godless leaders of dogs and hot-like men are bigger animals with the qualities of animals in greater proportion. SB 2.3.20 Text 20 
Text. Bilbatarukrabam vikraman ye nasrum vedah karnaput nirasaya jivasati dardarakiva sudin bakapagati yurugagatha. Word for word meanings. Bile, snake holes, bada, like, Yurukrama, the Lord, who acts marvelously, Vikraman, prowess, ye, all these, nat, never, Sravada. Heard, Karnaput, the ear holes, Nirasaya, of the man, Jiva, tongue, Asabi, useless, Dordurka, of the frogs, Iva, exactly like that, Suda, O Sudagosvami, nat, never, Gath, also, Apagayati, chants loudly, Yurugaya, worth singing, Gatha, songs. Translation. One who has not listened to the messages about the prowess and marvelous acts of the personality of Godhead and has not sung or chanted loudly the worthy songs about the Lord is to be considered to possess ear holes like the holes of snakes and a tongue like the tongue of a frog. PURPORT Devotional service to the Lord is rendered by all limbs or parts of the body. It is the transcendental dynamic force of the spirit soul, therefore a devotee is engaged 100% in the service of the Lord. One can engage in devotional service when the senses of the body are purified in relation with the Lord, and one can render service to the Lord with the help of all the senses. As such, the senses and the action of the senses are to be considered impure or materialistic as long as they are employed only in sense gratification. The purified senses are engaged not in sense gratification but in the service of the Lord in toto. The Lord is the supreme with all senses, and the servitor, who is part and parcel of the Lord, also has the same senses. Service to the Lord is the completely purified use of the senses, as described in the Bhagavad Gita. The Lord imparted instructions with full senses, and Arjuna received them with full senses, and thus there was a perfect exchange of sensible and logical understanding between the master and the disciple. Spiritual understanding is nothing like an electrical charge from the master to the disciple, as foolishly claimed by some propaganda mongers. Everything is full of sense and logic, and the exchange of views between the master and disciple is possible only when the reception is submissive and real. In the Ketanaya Karatamra it is said that one should receive the teaching of Lord Ketanaya with intellect and full senses, so that one can logically understand the great mission. In the impure state of a living being, the various senses are fully engaged in mundane affairs. If the ear is not engaged in the service of the Lord by hearing about him from Bhagavad Gita or Srimad Bhagavatam, certainly the holes of the ear will be filled with some rubbish. Therefore the messages of Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam should be preached all over the world very loudly. That is the duty of a pure devotee who has actually heard about them from the perfect sources. Many want to speak something to others, but because they are not trained to speak on the subject matter of Vedic wisdom they are all speaking nonsense, and people are receiving them with no sense. There are hundreds and thousands of sources for distributing mundane news of the world, and people of the world are also receiving it. Similarly, the people of the world should be taught to hear the transcendental topics of the Lord, and the devotee of the Lord must speak loudly, so that they can hear. The frogs loudly croak, with the result that they invite the snakes to eat them. The human tongue is especially given for chanting the Vedic hymns and not for croaking like frogs. The word asapi used in this verse is also significant. Asapi means a woman who has become a prostitute. A prostitute has no reputation for good womanly qualities. Similarly, the tongue, which is given to the human being for chanting the Vedic hymns, will be considered a prostitute when engaged in chanting some mundane nonsense. SB 2.3.21 Text 21 Text Barah param padakirita justam api atamanyam manaman mukundam savakar no kurut saparayam haralasad kankanakankanava Word for word meanings Barah, a great burden, param, heavy, pada, silk, kirita, turban, justam, dressed with, api, even, adama, upper, and um, parts of the body, nat, never, namat, bow down, mukundam, lord krishna, the deliverer, sava, dead bodies, kara, hands, no, do not, kirut, do, saparayam, worshipping, hera, of the personality, of godhead, lasit, glittering, kankana, made of gold, kankana, bangles, vat, even though, translation, the upper portion of the body, though crowned with a silk turban, is only a heavy burden, if not bowed down before the personality of Godhead who can award mukti left square bracket freedom right square bracket. And the hands, 
though decorated with glittering bangles, are like those of a dead man, if not engaged in the service of the personality of Godhead Harry. PURPORT As stated herein before, there are three kinds of devotees of the Lord. The first class devotee does not at all see anyone who is not in the service of the Lord, but the second class devotee makes distinctions between devotees and non-devotees. The second class devotees are therefore meant for preaching work, and as referred to in the above verse, they must loudly preach the glories of the Lord. The second class devotee accepts disciples from the section of third class devotees or non-devotees. Sometimes the first class devotee also comes down to the category of the second class devotee for preaching work. But the common man, who is expected to become at least a third class devotee, is advised herein to visit the temple of the Lord and bow down before the deity, even though he may be a very rich man or even a king with a silk turban or crown. The Lord is the Lord of everyone, including the great kings and emperors, and men who are rich in the estimation of mundane people must therefore make it a point to visit the temple of Lord Shri Krishna and regularly bow down before the deity. The Lord in the temple in the worshipable form is never to be considered to be made of stone or wood, for the Lord in his arca. Incarnation, as the deity in the temple shows immense favor to the fallen souls by his auspicious presence. By the hearing process, as mentioned herein before, this realization of the presence of the Lord in the temple is made possible. As such, the first process in the routine work of devotional service, hearing, is the essential point. Hearing by all classes of devotees from the authentic sources like Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam is essential. The common man who is puffed up with his material position and does not bow down before the deity of the Lord in the temple, or who defies temple worship without any knowledge of the science, must know that his so-called turban or crown will only succeed in further drowning him in the water of the ocean of material existence. A drowning man with a heavy weight on his head is sure to go down more swiftly than those who have no heavy weight. A foolish, puffed up man defies the science of God and says that God has no meaning for him, but when he is in the grip of God's law and is caught by some disease like cerebral thrombosis, that godless man sinks into the ocean of nations by the weight of his material acquisition. Advancement of material science without God consciousness is a heavy load on the head of human society, and so one must take heed of this great warning. The common man, if he has no time to worship the Lord, may at least engage his hands for a few seconds in washing or sweeping the Lord's temple. Maharaja Prantaparadra, the greatly powerful king of Orissa, was always very busy with heavy state responsibilities, yet he made it a point to sweep the temple of Lord Jagannatha at Puri once a year during the festival of the Lord. The idea is that however important a man one may be he must accept the supremacy of the Supreme Lord. This God-consciousness will help a man even in his material prosperity. Maharaja Prantaparadra's subordination before Lord Jagannatha made him a powerful king, so much so that even the great Pathan in his time could not enter into Orissa on account of the powerful Maharaja Prantaparadra. And at last Maharaja Prantaparadra was graced by Lord Shri Ketanaya on the very grounds of his acceptance of subordination to the Lord of the Universe. So, even though a rich man's wife has glittering bangles made of gold on her hands, she must engage herself in rendering service to the Lord. SB 2.3.22. Text 22. Text. Barhai tenae naranam lingani visnar nanarakset o ye pad on ranantaudru majanma bajaksetrani nanavrajato haraya. Word for word meanings. Barhai like plumes of a peacock, te, those, naan, eyes, naranam. Of men, lingani, forms, visna, of the personality of Godhead, nat. Does not, nariksata, look upon, ye, all such, pada, legs, nram. Of men, tau, those, drumajanma, being born of the tree, baja, like that, ksetrani, holy places, nat, never, and of rajata, goes after, hera, of the Lord, ya, which. Translation. The eyes which do not look at the symbolic representations of the personality of Godhead this new left square bracket is forms, name, quality, etc. right square bracket are like those printed on the plumes of the peacock, and the legs which do not move to the holy places, left square bracket, where the Lord is remembered right square bracket are considered to be like tree trunks. PURPORT Especially for the householder devotees, the path of deity worship is strongly recommended. 
as far as possible, every householder, by the direction of the spiritual master, must install the deity of this new, forms like Radha Krishna, Lakshmi Narayana or Siddharama especially, or any other form of the Lord, like Narasimha, Varaha, Gornite, Matsaya, Kerma, Salagramasila and many other forms of this new, like Trivikrama, Kasava, Asayuda, Vasudeva, Narayana and Damodara, as recommended in the Vaisnava Tantras or Puranas, and one's family should worship strictly following the directions and regulations of Arkanavinhi. Any member of the family who is above 12 years of age should be initiated by a bona fide spiritual master, and all the members of the household should be engaged in the daily service of the Lord, beginning from morning, 4 a.m. till night, 10 p.m., by performing Bangla Eratrika, Niranjana, Arkana, Puja, Kirtana, Srangara, Boga Vagali, Sandhya Eratrika, Patha, Boga, at night, Sayana Eratrika, etc. Engagement in such worship of the deity, under the direction of a bona fide spiritual master, will greatly help the householders to purify their very existence and make rapid progress in spiritual knowledge. Simple theoretical book knowledge is not sufficient for a neophyte devotee. Book knowledge is theoretical, whereas the arcana process is practical. Spiritual knowledge must be developed by a combination of theoretical and practical knowledge, and that is the guaranteed way for attainment of spiritual perfection. The training of devotional service for a neophyte devotee completely depends on the expert spiritual master who knows how to lead his disciple to make gradual progress towards the path back home, back to Godhead. One should not become a pseudo-spiritual master, as a matter of business to meet one's family expenditures, one must be an expert spiritual master to deliver the disciple from the clutches of impending death. Srila Visvanathakakravarti Thakura has defined the bona fide qualities of a spiritual master, and one of the verses in that description reads, Shri Vigraha is the Erka, or suitable worshipable form of the Lord, and the disciple should be engaged in worshipping the deity regularly by Srangara. By proper decoration and dressing, as also by Mandira Marjana, the matter of cleansing the temple. The spiritual master teaches the neophyte devotee all these kindly and personally to help him gradually in the realization of the transcendental name, quality, form, etc., of the Lord. Only attention engaged in the service of the Lord, especially in dressing and decorating the temple, accompanied by musical kirtana and spiritual instructions from scriptures, can save the common man from the hellish cinema attractions and rubbish sex songs broadcast everywhere by radios. If one is unable to maintain a temple at home, he should go to another's temple where all the above performances are regularly executed. Visiting the temple of a devotee and looking at the profusely decorated forms of the Lord well dressed in a well decorated, sanctified temple naturally infuse the mundane mind with spiritual inspiration. People should visit holy places like Vrindavana where such temples and worship of the deity are specifically maintained. Formerly all rich men like kings and rich merchants constructed such temples under the direction of expert devotees of the Lord, like the six Gosvamis, and it is the duty of the common man to take advantage of these temples and festivals observed in the holy places of pilgrimage by following in the footsteps of great devotees, Anuvraja. One should not visit all these sanctified pilgrimage places and temples with sightseeing in mind, but one must go to such temples and sanctified places immortalized by the transcendental pastimes of the Lord and be guided by proper men who know the signs. This is called Anuvraja. Anu means to follow. It is therefore best to follow the instruction of the bona fide spiritual master, even in visiting temples and the holy places of pilgrimage. One who does not move in that way is as good as a standing tree condemned by the Lord not to move. The moving tendency of the human being is misused by visiting places for sightseeing. The best purpose of such traveling tendencies could be fulfilled by visiting the holy places established by great Akaris and thereby not being misled by the atheistic propaganda of money-making men who have no knowledge of spiritual matters. SB 2.3.23 Text 23 Text Jivan Chavo Bhagavatang Hurenam Majahu Martyo Balabhita Yastu Shravis Nutadaya Manujas Talasaya Svezan Chavo Yastu Navigagantum. Word for word meanings. 
Jivan, while living, Samah, a dead body, Bhagavadang Hurenam, the dust of the feet of a pure devotee, Nat, never, Jahu, at any time, Martaya, mortal, and Ilandhita, particularly received, Yah, a person, too, but, Shri, with opulence, Visnu Kadaya, of the lotus feet of Visnu, Manujah, a descendant of Manu, a man, Talasaya, leaves. Of the Tulasi tree, Svezan, while breathing, Samah, still a dead body, Yah, who, too, but, Navida, never experienced, Gandham, the aroma. Translation. The person who has not at any time received the dust of the feet of the Lord's pure devotee upon his head is certainly a dead body. And the person who has never experienced the aroma of the Tulasi leaves from the lotus feet of the Lord is also a dead body, although breathing. Purport. According to Srila Visvanathakakravarti Thakura, the breathing dead body is a ghost. When a man dies, he is called dead, but when he again appears in a subtle form not visible to our present vision and yet acts, such a dead body is called a ghost. Ghosts are always very bad elements, always creating a fearful situation for others. Similarly, the ghost-like non-devotees who have no respect for the pure devotees, nor for the Visnu deity in the temples, create a fearful situation for the devotees at all times. The Lord never accepts any offering by such impure ghosts. There is a common saying that one should first love the dog of the beloved before one shows any loving sentiments for the beloved. The stage of pure devotion is attained by sincerely serving a pure devotee of the Lord. The first condition of devotional service to the Lord is therefore to be a servant of a pure devotee, and this condition is fulfilled by the statement reception of the dust of the lotus feet of a pure devotee who has also served another pure devotee. That is the way of pure disciplic succession, or devotional parampara. Maharaja Rahuagana inquired from the great saint Jatabharat as to how he had attained such a liberated stage of a paramahamsa, and in answer the great saint replied, as follows, SB 5.12.12. Rahuaganata tapasan madhyati nasajaya andravaspanad grahadvan akhandasan avajalanis uriravina matat padarajal bisikam. O King Rahuagana, the perfectional stage of devotional service, or the Paramahamsa stage of life, cannot be attained, unless one is blessed by the dust of the feet of great devotees. It is never attained by Tapasaya. Left square bracket austerity right square bracket, the Vedic worshipping process, acceptance of the renounced order of life, the discharge of the duties of household life, the chanting of the Vedic hymns, or the performance of penances in the hot sun, within cold water or before the blazing fire. In other words, Lord Shri Krishna is the property of his pure unconditional devotees, and as such only the devotees can deliver Krishna to another devotee, Krishna is never obtainable directly. Lord Ketanaya therefore designated himself as Gopi Bharda Padakamalayar Dasadasanudasaha left square bracket cc. Madhya 13.80 right square bracket, or the most obedient servant of the servants of the Lord, who maintains the Gopi damsels at Vrindavana. A pure devotee therefore never approaches the Lord directly, but tries to please the servant of the Lord's servants, and thus the Lord becomes pleased, and only then can the devotee relish the taste of the tulasi leaves stuck to his lotus feet. In the Brahma Samhita it is said that the Lord is never to be found by becoming a great scholar of the Vedic literatures, but he is very easily approachable through his pure devotee. In Vrindavana all the pure devotees pray for the mercy of Srimati Ranharani, the pleasure potency of Lord Krishna. Srimati Ranharani is a tender-hearted feminine counterpart of the Supreme Whole, resembling the perfectional stage of the worldly feminine nature. Therefore, the mercy of Ranharani is available very readily to the sincere devotees, and once she recommends such a devotee to Lord Krishna, the Lord at once accepts the devotee's admittance into his association. The conclusion is, therefore, that one should be more serious about seeking the mercy of the devotee than that of the Lord directly, and by one's doing so, by the goodwill of the devotee, the natural attraction for the service of the Lord will be revived. SB 2.3.24 Text 24 Text Tad asmatsaram hrdayam badadam yadgrahayam and urharinam adayahnavikriyadathayadavikaro netrorjalam gatrarahisuharsa Word for word meanings Tat, that, asmatsaram, is steel-framed, hrdayam, heart, bad item, certainly that, yat, which, grahayamane, in spite of chanting, harinama, the holy name of the Lord, day, by concentration of the mind, nat, does not, the create, change, atha, thus, yada, 
1. Vikarah, reaction, Netra, in the eyes, Jalam, tears. Batrahisu, at the pores, Harsa, eruptions of ecstasy. Translation. Certainly that heart is steel framed which, in spite of one's chanting the holy name of the Lord with concentration, does not change when ecstasy takes place, tears fill the eyes and the hairs stand on end. Purport. We should note with profit that in the first three chapters of the second canto a gradual process of development of devotional service is being presented. In the first chapter the first step in devotional service for God consciousness by the process of hearing and chanting has been stressed, and a gross conception of the personality of Godhead in his universal form for the beginners is recommended. By such a gross conception of God through the material manifestations of his energy, one is enabled to spiritualize the mind and the senses and gradually concentrate the mind upon Lord Visnu, the Supreme, who is present as the Super Soul in every heart and everywhere, in every atom of the material universe. The system of Pankatapasana, recommending five mental attitudes for the common man, is also enacted for this purpose, namely gradual development, worship of the superior that may be in the form of fire, electricity, the sun, the mass of living beings, Lord Shiva and, at last, the impersonal super-soul, the partial representation of Lord Visnu. They are all nicely described in the second chapter, but in the third chapter further development is prescribed after one has actually reached the stage of this new worship, or pure devotional service, and the mature stage of this new worship is suggested herein in relation to the change of heart. The whole process of spiritual culture is aimed at changing the heart of the living being in the matter of his eternal relation with the Supreme Lord as subordinate servant, which is his eternal constitutional position. So with the progress of devotional service, the reaction of change in the heart is exhibited by gradual detachment from the sense of material enjoyment by false sense of lording it over the world and an increase in the attitude of rendering loving service to the Lord. Venhi Bhakti, or regulated devotional service by the limbs of the body, namely the eyes, the ears, the nose, the hands and the legs, as already explained herein before, is now stressed herein in relation to the mind, which is the impetus for all activities of the limbs of the body. It is expected by all means that by discharging regulated devotional service one must manifest the change of heart. If there is no such change, the heart must be considered steel-framed, for it is not melted even when there is chanting of the holy name of the Lord. We must always remember that hearing and chanting are the basic principles of discharging devotional duties, and if they are properly performed there will follow the reactional ecstasy with signs of tears in the eyes and standing of the hairs on the body. These are natural consequences and are the preliminary symptoms of the Bhava stage, which occurs before one reaches the perfectional stage of Pramat, love of Godhead. If the reaction does not take place, even after continuous hearing and chanting of the holy name of the Lord, it may be considered to be due to offenses only. That is the opinion of the Sandarbha. In the beginning of chanting of the holy name of the Lord, if the devotee has not been very careful about evading the ten kinds of offenses at the feet of the holy name, certainly the reaction of feelings of separation will not be visible by tears in the eyes and standing of the hair on end. The Bhava stage is manifested by eight transcendental symptoms, namely inertness, perspiration, standing of hairs on end, failing in the voice, trembling, paleness of the body, tears in the eyes and finally trance. The Nectar of Devotion, a summary study of Srila Rupa Gosvami's Bhaktir Samrata Sindhu, explains those symptoms and vividly describes other transcendental developments, both in steady and accelerating manifestations. Srila Visvanatha Kakravarti Thakura has very critically discussed all these Bhava displays in connection with some unscrupulous neophytes imitating the above symptoms for cheap appreciation. Not only Visvanatha Kakravarti but also Srila Rupa Gosvami treated them very critically. Sometimes all the above eight symptoms of ecstasy are imitated by the mundane devotees, Prakritas Ahagias, but the pseudo-symptoms are at once detected when one sees the pseudo-devotee addicted to so many forbidden things. Even though decorated with the signs of a devotee, a person addicted to smoking, drinking or illegitimate sex with women cannot have all the above-mentioned ecstatic symptoms. But it is seen that sometimes these symptoms are willfully imitated, and for this reason Srila Visvanatha Kakravarti accuses the imitators of being stona-hearted men. 
they are sometimes even affected by the reflection of such transcendental symptoms, yet, if they still do not give up the forbidden habits, then they are hopeless cases for transcendental realization. When Lord Ketanaya met Srila Ramananda Raya of Kavor on the bank of the Gadavari, the Lord developed all these symptoms, but because of the presence of some non-devotee Brahmanas who were attendants of the Raya, the Lord suppressed these symptoms. So sometimes they are not visible even in the body of the first-class devotee for certain circumstantial reasons. Therefore real, steady bhava is definitely displayed in the matter of cessation of material desires, xanti, utilization of every moment in the transcendental loving service.